is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Yeah, it's Friday. It is weekend time and almost ready for a big slate of Sunday games here in Fantasy Week 7. And this is Fantasy Football Today. It is an Adam and Dave show. I can't remember the last time we had an Adam and Dave show. Very excited. It was last Saturday on the radio, you idiot. Oh, well, in the mailbags. I get that. But, like, uh... All right, no, stupid comment. You're right. It was an idiot moron comment. Dumb. Hi, I don't Dave. mean to call you an idiot. I just I did that for comedic effect. Totally acceptable. I I will be the butt of the joke. I actually uh, think very highly of you. I will be a cardinal basically because they were the butt of the joke for uh for a few hours last night. It was ugly. Oh yeah, Mike McCoy is the ultimate butt of the joke. At you this know, point. the coordinator gets blamed a lot, but can anybody have a good offense with that personnel? Yes. You can have a good offense. I don't know. It's a pretty he, bad he's team. Running David Johnson into the A gaps. Like you're down three scores. <laughs> well, you, throwing it didn't that go he's very not well. gaining ground. You know, the Broncos are prepared to stop him. Go outside with him. Use him more as a receiver. It's like Mike McCoy wanted to be fired. He it's like his pregame plan was what can I do to get my ass fired today? Oh, I know. I'm going to completely misuse David Johnson. Maybe this was his plan like since July. Like he just didn't want to work anymore, but he had to take the job because, you know, money's right. money. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just, you know, was a slacker. He's a slacker. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I think this is a hopeless team. They are really bad on offense. They don't have a, they don't have a great passing game. They got a rookie quarterback who's taken his lumps. Their offensive line was injured and was bad. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. Stat of the day, courtesy of Sean. Thank you, Sean, for this. Drew Brees facing the Ravens this week. He has beaten 31 of 32 NFL teams. Mm. He has not beaten the Ravens. Yes. He is trying to become the third quarterback in NFL history to beat every team. Can you name the other two? To beat other every other team. It, this sounds like something Peyton Manning would do. Yes. And I, I would imagine the obvious answer would be Tom Brady for the other. I would have thought that too, but it's Brett Favre. Oh, I've heard of him. I wonder who Tom Brady has. I thought been. it was going to be somebody a little more obscure like, uh, Vinny Testaverde or no. something like that. Uh, but you know, Vinny, I don't know how long Vinny played. I don't know how many times he would have played the Texans to have actually beaten all 32 teams. You know what? I'm not sure that Tom Brady didn't beat every team. I'm going to have to double check on this. All right. Email of the day. Is from Matt. Matt says, why are we still starting David Johnson? The team obviously doesn't know what it's doing. I feel cursed with David Johnson. Moving forward, should you just start almost everyone else over him? Treat him like Kenyon Drake. Uh, I hate treating first rounders like Kenyon Drake. You don't want to do that. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a perfect example of why you do start David Johnson. He had 18 carries. He had two touchdowns. It was against the 49ers. We've had a couple of games this year where he has been involved in the passing game, although not, not as much recently. And I'm, I am hopeful for what this offense looks like with Byron Leftwich calling plays. That's right. That Byron Leftwich, as opposed to any other Byron Leftwich that could be out there. There's that, that name doesn't come around very often. No. But if Mike McCoy, uh, I'm sorry, when Mike McCoy gets fired, 
Byron Leftwich will take over the play calling duties, and I would imagine that they they might be a little more aggressive throwing the football. But what are they going to do? Like that's going to be, be better. They'll for be him. smarter about how they use David Johnson. Maybe they'll throw the ball to him more. Yeah, that would be nice. That, that's one. That's one thing. And use them more on outside runs. Use them on misdirection runs. Be a little bit more creative with them. Don't just plow them into the, uh, you know, the middle of the offensive line and say, "All right, David, go get us four yards," and then you get you none. I would not cry. mind buying low on Johnson. I wouldn't because I I just I don't know that the yards are going to be there. I, I mean, the line is so bad, but I do think the touchdowns will be there more often than not. As long as you don't treat him like a like a top five running back, maybe he's not even top ten anymore. But he's an RB two, right? You you can't deny that he's still a good talent. He's just been wasted. Yeah, the, the the not not that wasted. I mean, his his game has been wasted. They're not using him as much as they should, or in the right way. Maybe that changes. If you trade for him, that's what you're banking on. If you trade him away, it's because you think that he just absolutely sucks and will never be good again. Okay, so that's David Johnson. He's the big story here. And listen, I I got a little bit of a prediction. I think that the Broncos' run defense is going to be solid going forward. I don't understand why it's been so bad. Like I said, they were. The best in the NFL in yards per carry last year. They entered this game as the worst, and they have pretty similar personnel up front. So I, I think they can get better, and I, it was a disappointing night for Johnson without question. Um, meanwhile, would you rather have Philip Lindsay or David Johnson rest of season? It's still Johnson. But that gap has narrowed quite a bit. And for what it's worth, I, I think that Broncos run defense will play better when they play teams that don't have great receivers because they'll feel more comfortable leaving their corners out on an island and stacking the box a little bit more instead of keeping their safeties back, keeping maybe one of their linebackers back. What's your read on this situation? And I have an update on the Tom Brady beating every team thing. Um, what's your read on this situation? Because, like, Lindsey is better than Freeman. Freeman gets the one-yard touchdown run after the pass interference in the end zone. Uh, Lindsey had a, a longer touchdown run. It was, like, 22 yards or something. Um, but he, he's just really good. Uh, he's very good. You're right. And it's his speed that makes a big difference. And Freeman just, there, there were a bunch of runs last night where he just couldn't go anywhere. He had amazing holes. He got tripped up on one. He should have had a big long gain. And he, uh, for whatever reason, he couldn't get his feet planted in the ground and he slipped. Um, I, I think what you'll see is Lindsay will be used way more in matches where the Broncos are trailing and you didn't see it in week seven. But he's starting to catch the ball a lot more. And I like that a lot. That involvement is going to be really good to see. He's, is he and in though? games, in games like this where they've got an easy matchup and it looks like both of them should be able to run, I, I, I think you can use them both. I think Lindsay more of a number two running back and Freeman a safer flex. Yeah, you can. And in matchups where them. it's not that good of a matchup, then Freeman is a more unsafe flex. But, he does feel very touchdown dependent, and he's a non-factor in the passing game. Yeah, you can use him next week at Kansas City. That's a terrible run defense. Um, Lindsey, uh, it's non-PPR. Lindsey or James White, rest of season. That's a great question. I'm gonna say White, but again, th- that one. So I'd probably rank David Johnson, James White, Philip Lindsey, and those three very close together, and then Royce Freeman behind them, and Sony Michelle ahead of all of them. Yeah. Uh, Sony Michelle or White in PPR, would you rather have? Rest of season? Yeah. Sony. Okay. Uh, if somebody dropped Demarius Thomas, they got the Chiefs next week on the road, how eager would you be to pick him up? 
he will probably settle in as a number two wide receiver next week. A, because of the matchup. B, because six teams are on a bye. Woo. Yeah. Vacation for me. <laughs> right? It How, well, it's just six teams on a bye. I didn't know you played in the NFL. And it you just went on makes, bye. it makes the job a little easier. Doesn't Which it? team do you play on? Let's see. Who are the teams that are on bye? And, I, I, I'm sorry. There are only, oh, I misspoke, Adam. There are only four teams uh, on bye. All right. Well, then I'm back. Uh, I'm back to work. Are you on the, are you on the Titans? I think you're on the Titans. I, I would be on the They're Titans. They're on bye in week eight. I could play probably play wide receiver for the Titans. Oh, or wide receiver. Actually, maybe quarterback. Tight end. I could play tight end for the Titans. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald, rest of season. Fitzgerald with his first touchdown of the year. I'm not gonna buy into Fitzgerald just because he caught a touchdown. So Kirk? It's Kirk, but I don't love either one. Yeah. They have San Francisco next week. Could be a good day for their passing game. I Maybe mean, it'll be a much better matchup than, uh, than Denver for sure. Broncos DST was great. And that pretty much covers it. Jeff Hireman had a touchdown call back. And that actually, that was important because Case Keenum would have had a respectable game. Would have had, I think, 16. 17. I don't know how many yards that was. Um, he had 161 yards, but he would have had 16 or 17 fantasy points. He ends up with 10. Uh, not not very good. No. He only threw 20 passes. How about passes. I, I went up against the Broncos DST in a league that I'm desperate for a win in? I didn't and even look. And they were 42 points in this league. I didn't even look. I, I'm sure I went against them. I, I think I have them in one league, but I... Did I go against them here? And, uh, I did. What's with my internet? I did not! Alright. You're safe, but did you go up against Emmanuel Sanders? Not in this league. I, I didn't check yet. I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get, put myself in a good or bad mood. I'm just I, uh, I don't puff my chest out too often with the calls that I make because I know I get a bunch of calls wrong. But I'm pretty proud of my Manny Sanders call from before the season. You should be. Yeah, he's been great. He has been. He's got a great arm. And he's going to be great next week, too. <laughs> Threw a touchdown pass, caught a touchdown, 102 yards. Manuel Sanders has been awesome. All right, so uh why has Tom Brady not beaten every team? Because he's never beaten the Patriots. <laughs> Brady, ah. yeah, Brady, Rodgers, and Roethlisberger have beaten 31 teams. Uh But Breeze will try to join Peyton Manning and Brett Favre as the only quarterbacks to beat 32 teams. And there you go. The big news, Dave. Everybody starts picking up Cameron Meredith in my league. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr.'s on IR. Cameron Meredith is only 14% owned. In fact, Traquan Smith is 21% owned. Who would you rather have of these Saints wide receivers? I'd rather have Meredith. I think he's just a little bit safer. Certainly should get that target volume week to week, whereas Traquan is going to be, I think he'll be boomer bust. Yeah, I, I I don't know why Smith is more owned. Maybe he was going into the week, but 14% owned for Cameron Meredith, who's getting more of a role in the offense. Now, if they go back to last year, what the Saints did last year, and he th- th- neither of these guys is going to be good because it's going to be Michael Thomas and the two running backs getting the targets. Last year, Ted Ginn had um, – he, he was the number 37 wide receiver in non-PPR, number 38 in PPR. Not really worth rostering. He had 70 targets. But I'll also add this. Ginn lined up all over the place, but he lined up in the slot the most. So that's where Meredith is going to play. So that's the biggest opportunity open right now in that offense, and I think Meredith is going to do well in it. So the, the two players that I put in claims to drop, uh, I, I put, I tried to drop for Meredith were Chester Rogers. I think that's an easy call with Hilton back. 
and Kiki Cutie. And mm. that, because he's got Jacksonville this week, and that was a particular situation where we have to start one, and I think I'd rather start Meredith, even against the Ravens, so for QT. What about no, you? I, I go QT. You're getting too cute. QT uh, had 33 yards last week, something like that. I know, but I, I figure Houston's going to be throwing a lot in this game, and Deshaun, we talked about this, he's going to get the ball out quick, and that's going to help QT. Okay, so but, rest of season, but, but, would you stick How about with QT? this? What if it's a rest of season deal? Yeah, yeah, who would you go with? You might be able to talk me into Meredith there because I'm just I'm starting to get that weird queasy feeling that Deshaun's not going to make it 16 games, and Brandon Whedon to Kiki QT doesn't exactly evoke a lot of um, fantasy production. I would also drop Tyler Lockett for Cameron Meredith. How about you? No, no, I think you're overvaluing Cameron Meredith just a little bit. I think it's just like I don't think Lockett has that much upside if Baldwin's going to be good. No, but Lockett's good. He's, he's been he's, he's been never coming good. through on the deep ball. Never yeah, good well, in fantasy when Baldwin's when Baldwin's right. Well, he was last time they played. Uh, no, he was not. He was two times ago, I think. Right? Two games ago is that when it was? He caught the touchdown. That's when it was. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess I'm overvaluing Cameron Meredith. I uh, think he's ten points a week in PPR. Some more news items. Both Saints guards mispractice. Uh, that, you know, not great mm. news for Ingram. That's, that is bad timing against a defense that had 11 sacks last week. Dalvin Cook did not practice, Dave. So now what? Well, we're going to find out Friday just what the heck is going on there. Um, he practiced in full on Wednesday and then he ended up not doing anything on Thursday. Was it a rest day or a maintenance day? Mike Zimmer really didn't make that clear. He was asked, will he be limited? And, and Zimmer said no, so everybody thought, oh, we practiced him full then? What what happened? And then ends up not practicing. Clearly, if he doesn't practice on Friday, then you know it's going to be Latavius Murray again in a sweet spot against the Jets. And how would you feel about uh, Latavius Murray? I You'd have to look at him as at least a top 15 fantasy running back, if not a top 12 guy. You'd start him over Mark Ingram. I don't know if I'd do that, because I do think Mark Ingram's going to get volume against Baltimore. But he's, he's going to be in that range. Okay. Uh, more news. Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins also did not practice. So two very important players, but yeah, we Hopkins, expect Hopkins to play. Yeah, we still expect him to play. He should practice on Friday. Difficult matchup for him, but he is still very startable. Chris Thompson was limited in practice. Do you think he plays against Dallas? They need him. They're running out of wide receivers. So they, they need people to go out there and catch the football from Alex Smith. Who And, and I watched Washington's film from last week. And Smith has been off target a bunch this year. He has not, like, this is part of the reason why Jordan Reed has been bad. So, I, I, I think he can throw to Chris Thompson. I think they're gonna need to use Chris Thompson if he plays. So he'd be back on the PPR radar as a low end RB2. And Jamison Crowder won't play. Paul Richardson has a knee injury, so he might not play. That's what Dave was referring to. Kyle Shanahan said that using Raheem Mostert over Alfred Morris was not necessarily a permanent move. Uh, okay. Well, that does, is your BS meter going off on that one? Not really. Should it be? I, I think so. I don't know if it's permanent. I think he's just basically, what he's not saying is Mostert is still better than Morris when we're going to use him more often because he's more, um, he's got more juice to his game. I hope so. Uh, he's, he's got a great matchup next week against Arizona. He's on beat the waiver wire. Uh, TJ Yeldon returned to practice. T.Y. Hilton was limited in practice, but we expect him to play, right? That's a fantastic beat the waiver wire. 
Mostert? Absolutely. 15%. Like, pause on. the podcast right now and go put in your waiver claim for, for Mostert. Uh, Alan Robinson mispracticed with a groin injury. Alan Robinson's availability is legitimately in question. It is. We gotta see what happens on Friday. If he doesn't practice, then the Bears might not have him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure they're gonna miss him. Oh, I don't know. Taylor Gabriel, though, needs to be, needs to be added. Yes. We, we can talk about him. Taylor Gabriel is 54% owned. Uh, and Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley uncertain for this week's game. It's Monday night against the Giants. Right. They did not practice on Thursday after there was optimism that they would. Uh, both of them were listed as DNPs. All right. We're going to get to the starts and sits in a bit. We obviously have to do beat the waiver wire. I have a few more notes to get to. I'm going to ask Dave who he's excited about this week, who he's nervous about this week. First, I'm going to tell Dave about SeatGeek. I don't really have to tell Dave about SeatGeek. I know Dave's a smart guy. I know for a fact that he actually has used SeatGeek as his ticketing app. You want to get to a game, you want to get to a concert, comedy, theater, and you want guaranteed seats. And you want to be able to see, to shop with confidence. All right? A lot of times you shop online for tickets. You're not sure what you're going to get. You can shop with confidence on SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. You will get $20 off your first purchase. It's really an awesome app. Um, I did a little demo on the air during the baseball podcast yesterday. Just looking for tickets. Elton John was in town. You sign on, it'll know your location, it'll suggest events for you. You click on the event, you see a whole bunch of green dots. The the bigger and greener the dot, the better the value. Buy the tickets, use the code FFT, get $20 off. I use SeatGeek all the time. It is really the only place I go to for tickets now. So uh, once again, SeatGeek is the app, SeatGeek.com, the website, and the code FFT, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Dave, who are you excited about this week? Could be someone we talked about yesterday. Or not, or someone that we're going to talk about today. Pumped up about? I'm pumped about David Njoku. I like the workload that he's gotten since Baker Mayfield's come under center, and I love the matchup against Tampa Bay. They've allowed 70 or more yards and a touchdown to a tight end in three straight games. And how about this? An 82% catch rate to the position. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I just think Njoku's one of... There are really only two tight ends I like in daily fantasy this week. Njoku's one of them, and in that same game, O.J. Howard is the other. Right, I haven't set my FanDuel lineup yet, but that was actually the guy I was going to go with, Najoku, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's smart, Adam. I, I think the expensive guys are just a little too rich for everyone's blood. I don't think they'll return fair value. I think Najoku has a great chance to return value. Now, the Bears have been terrible against tight ends. They've allowed four touchdowns and two 100-yard games to tight ends, I believe. So if Gronkowski can't get going this week, uh, then we got a, we got a little bit of a problem. Sure, but he's he's six thousand, I believe, on DraftKings, and I think he's seventy six hundred on FanDuel. Wow! So for him to return value, he's got to get at least eighteen points on DK and twenty one on FanDuel. And I don't know, he could be good, but I don't know if he's going to be one hundred twenty yards and a touchdown good. I'm gonna rewind. I'm gonna correct my stat. The Bears have been bad against tight ends. I think I got them and another team mixed up, but they have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in four straight games. Sure. Uh, the hundred yard thing I was wrong about, but um, that's there's another team that has done that. Uh, they face Ertz and oh San Francisco, San Francisco. I think yes, they've allowed four touchdowns to tight ends. The four touchdowns who have caught tight ends have not had thirty yards, so it's been basically like no yards and a touchdown. Then sure. they, they also faced uh, Kelsey and Graham, and both those guys had a hundred yard games. So, uh, yeah, start, I, I don't know. Start Gerald Everett. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the Bears – I looked into those tight ends to figure out which one was the better one to start. I 
neither. I'm kind of grasping at straws with that one because Higby plays more, but Everett runs more routes. Yeah. So um, your guess is as good as mine. I'm somewhat excited about Frank Gore, only a non-PPR. Just the Lions, six yards per carry to running back. I get it. Yeah, they've been bad against the run, and Gore has played solid. And he's been getting more work than Kenyon Drake. You kind of can't blame the Dolphins now for doing what they're doing. But I still see him as um, a pretty big risk in any fantasy format. Yeah, Because he he could very easily get you... 12 carries for 60 yards, which is a great game for him. That's five yards per carry, but it's not It's six fantasy points. Right, right. No one likes that. Um, and I think the Redskins DST needs a little bit more love. They've been very solid this year, except for one game at New Orleans. Cowboys are terrible on the road. Dave and Jamie have uh, the Redskins top 12. Heath has them 15th. They're only 15% owned. So that you're like a 14-team league or really deep and you hate your DST, take a look at the Redskins. Who are you nervous about this week? I've been nervous about Keenan Allen for a couple of weeks now, and I'm going to keep the the nervous Nellies nellying on Keenan Allen. Um, not that it's not. You look at the the numbers, and sure, wide receivers do great against Tennessee, but it's been outside guys. Allen's lining up all over the place this year, not necessarily strictly in the slot, but still a lot in the slot, and that's going to be a tough matchup for him. And I just I have the feeling, and and you've seen it now, and a bunch of the Chargers' last few games, Rivers is playing efficient football, but he's not throwing a ton. He's averaging something like 29 pass attempts per game in his last four. And Tennessee, their their defense is starting to really feel the effects of their offense not being good. So this could very easily be a Melvin Gordon game again. That could hurt Austin. Or Austin Eckler could be a sleeper, and it could hurt Keenan Allen, who, despite good target volume, hasn't found the end zone. Needed 40 yards rushing last week to get you double digits and fantasy points, and it was only the second time this season he gave you double digits. I'm nervous about Greg Olson. Tough matchup against the Eagles. Would you start uh, O.J. Howard? There's an interesting twist with Greg Olson in this matchup against Philly. All right. The Eagles are going to have to play with someone new at safety, at free safety. That's true. And so, and they've got a grizzled vet. uh, It's Malcolm Jenkins at strong safety. So that'll be kind of fun to watch Jenkins and Olson. Um, on, on probably third down plays, that's probably going to be the matchup that you see. Um, I don't hate Olsen this week. Yeah, well, he's a tight end. It's hard to hate him, and he's good. But the Eagles, Eagles are tough against tight ends. I'm nervous about Carlos Hyde. If you follow, like, the, the, the way Tampa Bay has defended running backs, it would be a bold call. I wouldn't do it, but Duke Johnson might be set up more for success than Carlos Hyde in this game, because Tampa Bay is terrible against pass-catching running backs, but they only allow 3.5 yards per carry. Hyde is never involved in the passing game. I'm a little nervous about that. I know people expect a lot of points in that game, but I'm a, I'm a touch nervous about Hyde. Not, not more I, than I a touch. Um, yeah, I, I think I have him ranked unnecessarily too high. He's currently in my top 15. That feels a little high. Um, I'm a little concerned about the playing time for Duke. He has not played a lot this year compared to Certainly last year. And the target volume hasn't necessarily been there for him. I can get into that. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying, I'm not saying to start Duke Johnson. I'm just saying that it would, it would not surprise me if Duke Johnson. Could they all be duds? Could all the Cleveland running backs be duds well, this week against Tampa Bay? Uh, yeah, because you can throw all over Tampa Bay. Their secondary is so bad. And the, the other guy I'm a little nervous about, I'm surprised you guys have Jameis Winston, all of you in your top five. Uh, I think he's a start, but I was a little surprised it was that high. Like this, the Browns have actually faced some very good quarterbacks, 
and they've done well against all of them. But I feel like their secondary has taken on too many hits. Denzel Ward, for as good as he's played, has still allowed a bunch of touchdowns. And Jameis looked great last week. Against I think he keeps Falcons. it going. I know. And what did he do against the Falcons? He blew up. He was the number one or number two quarterback. He last was number week. one. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty Either sure. Either him but... or Mahomes was number one. Oh, it's probably Mahomes. Um, the Browns, Johnson, Browns have nine Duke... interceptions this year. That's a That's problem great. for Jameis. Oh, Jameis is going to throw an interception. He does something stupid every game. It's just a matter of is he going to do something stupid once or twice or five, six, seven times. And I would imagine that this is going to be one of those games like last week. Where Did it's you just going to quote be Gloria twice. Stefan? Five, six, seven times. Right. You did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You I did, Dave. I did. You did it. I hope I Oh, that's not that's, him. She's, that's not Gloria Stefan. She's, uh, and I'm not Heath. <laughs> I know. Wait, what is her? I don't know. It's a very Miami song. Uh, Startometer. Let's do the Startometer real quick for three guys. You don't want to hear about Duke Johnson's catching No, I prowess. don't. Startometer for three guys. I think it's important. Da- I think Dave, it's important. I know he's not catching that many balls. We're going to get to the game. Um, oh, I don't know if you really- Go, go. Jeez, go. Last three games, Baker Mayfield is the quarterback. He's caught nine of 12 targets. Yeah, he had four catches last week for like 70 yards, right? Yes, that was his best receiving game of the season. Three weeks ago, it was 45 yards on four catches. Right. And then in between the Zero. game against Baltimore, he had one target and one catch. That's a 100% catch rate, Adam. <laughs> I know. All right. So so I could say in three starts of Baker Mayfield, he's caught 80%. Four, four balls in two of the three games. That's not bad. He uh, he, he is starting to come on I a little bit. I don't care about Duke Johnson. Start-o-meter, Marquise Goodwin against the Rams. Flex. Adrian Peterson against Dallas. Number two running back with a chance to finish as a top 12 guy. Peterson, like Peterson or Hyde? I think I'm going to end up ranking Peterson ahead of Hyde. Chris Thompson against Dallas. If he plays, he's only going to be flex-worthy in PPR. Okay, well, how come? Because let's say they're down all their receivers. Like, Doesn't this set up for Thompson to get a ton of catches? I guess you're right, and I guess that would hurt Adrian Peterson if, if Chris Thompson ends up playing too. Um, I... I Good run so I, I typically tend to like Chris Thompson in games where I really believe Washington's going to trail. I don't think this is necessarily one of those games. Okay. Oh yeah. So I do point. think Adrian Peterson. Peterson's been good anytime he's had like twelve plus carries. He's going to get that. Dave, let's beat the waiver wire. All right. So I got some guys that aren't necessarily matchup dependent next week. Just I think could be good. Uh, I think I'm the only person in the world who still likes Randall Cobb. He's 61% owned. There's a good chance he plays next week, and it'll be at the Rams, and that actually is a good matchup. Um, yeah. yeah, nobody else really likes him, though. We don't know for sure that Cobb is going to get his job back after the way MVS has played. Yeah, I saw, I saw Aaron Rodgers. Right I think it was, he was screaming at MVS. Uh, it was one of the two guys, one of the rookies. Not surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if Cobb's back and getting a ton of targets again. I just hope he can do something with it. But fine, I won't push too hard on Randall Cobb. But um Peyton Barber, 76% owned. Frank Gore, 58% owned. If you need someone, these are running backs who are getting work. Rashad Penny against Detroit. He is more, I don't know, is Rashad Penny like what we thought about Ronald Jones a couple weeks ago? I don't think he's going to reemerge. I think a lot of his playing time was garbage time against Oakland. So the way that, I, I think Chris Carson's the main back, and I think Mike Davis will supplement him and, and uh, Penny will get work behind him. Let me also mention one thing because we're talking about these the running backs specifically. If you've got one of the Falcons running backs, 
Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, um, or one of the Titans running backs. God bless you if you have one of the Titans running backs. I feel terrible for you. They're all on by in week eight. So going and, and getting Frank Gore, Peyton Barber. We talked about Raheem Mostert. Uh, if you can get him, do it now. Beat the waiver wire to these guys so you can use them as potential starters when your main guys are on by. Yeah, and, and if Mostert gets 12 carries against Arizona – you know, it could go very well. Um, and say, and Jalen Richard in PPR is 17% owned. And, and we don't know what the deal is yeah. with Marshawn Lynch. That's another guy you need to prepare for. Yes. If you've got Lynch in a Absolutely. starting spot in your team, you obviously don't have him this week. You better have a plan B in case he doesn't make it. And my guess is that we'll see Doug Martin see an uptick in carries and Jalen Richard will stay in his role. And Doug Martin's 11% owned. Um, quarterbacks you might want next week, Joe Flacco at Carolina, Baker Mayfield at Pittsburgh, Trubisky against the Jets. I mean, God, the Jets are so bad right now. Do you so, know who Trubisky gets after the Jets? No. The Bills. But That's it's tough. in Buffalo. That's really tough. Yeah, that might not be so good. So we've got two weeks of Trubisky, and then he's at Buffalo, and then Detroit at home. So you'll probably go right back to him against the Lions. Uh, Antonio Callaway, just staying with that team, or maybe there's another Cleveland wide receiver that you might like. Damian Ratley. Damian Ratley. Ratley. Yeah. I've, I've only watched a few plays of his so far, but he's, he's looked pretty good. He had a lot of volume last week from Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm going to do a deep dig on him and see what I can, what I, I was on a dynasty likable. podcast earlier this week and we were talking about him. He's from Texas A&M. Big dude. Yes. Uh, that's all I can tell you. Taylor Gabriel. Okay, this is serious, people. Pick up Taylor Gabriel. 54% owned. Great matchup this uh, good, well, pretty good matchup this week, I'd say. And great matchup next week. He faces the Jets. So, you know, if you're a Keenan Allen owner, if you're a Julio Jones owner, get yourself some Taylor Gabriel in your life. Um, Patriots DST at Buffalo. They're 50% owned right now. They are at Buffalo on Monday night. Redskins DST is at the Giants. You can use them this week and next week. San Francisco DST at Arizona, and the Colts DST is at Oakland. And that would be your beat the waiver wire. Patriots, Redskins, 49ers, and Colts. And I'm most excited about probably Taylor Gabriel, um, maybe Baker Mayfield, and I think Jalen Richard in PPR for sure. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Frank Gore. These guys, uh, they're available, and uh, you have an opportunity to pick them up before everybody else does. You have an opportunity to play them in FanDuel, if you so please. We already told you what we're going to do uh, on FanDuel at the tight end spot. Definitely looking at David Njoku. And this is why I love these starter sit episodes, because we can give you, like, okay, for example, you know in, in seasonal, you're starting Saquon Barkley. No question. But in daily, it might make sense to pay up for Saquon Barkley. The Falcons are just awful in every sense against running backs, pass catching running backs, running running backs. Barkley's going to have a huge game, and he's going to be super expensive. But you still want to pay up for a guy like that. So you don't own any any Saquon Barkley. I don't own any Saquon Barkley in my seasonal leagues. That's why I love FanDuel. I can get a new lineup all the time. If my team stinks, I can start playing more football and start winning some money on FanDuel. And here's what you do. You go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. You join our contest. It's a $5 contest. And if you make your first deposit on FanDuel.com slash FFT, you get a $5 bonus. Once again, it's FanDuel.com slash FFT. This is for new users only. Bonus not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. For full eligibility rules and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. All right, Dave. Uh, definitely took us a little while to get into the games. 
But it's just me and you, so I think we can plow through these in a half hour. Ready? No. All right, let me know when you're ready. All right. Um, the rhythm is gonna get you. The rhythm is gonna. Uh, Carolina is at Philadelphia. Oh, and by the way, I'm having a lot of trouble with the bonanza this week. Just letting you know, this will not be it. Stat Adam, of the game, yes. Don't let the bonanza be something that you must do every week. I have to, like, right? No, you don't. No, see, this is the problem: is that you're feeling this unnecessary pressure. I am to to name a bonanza. You're right. Right. I don't think you have to do it. Let I do. let the bonanza come to you. <laughs> okay. Carolina's at Philadelphia. Here's your stat of the game. Carolina has allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to a running back in four of five games. The only time they didn't, Adrian Peterson had 97 rushing yards. Even with Thomas David ba- Davis back last week, they still were not a good run defense. 5.6 yards per run. Yeah, and you know, they don't have Star Lotulele anymore. So that could be part of it. But um what do you think about the Eagles running backs maybe one of the more difficult start sit decisions in this game? Because which one is it going to be? You, everybody's going to gravitate toward, toward Clement because of what he produced last week. But if you go into the numbers, Smallwood played more snaps, had more carries, had more work in the red zone, had more work inside the 10, played more on third downs. A lot of things went in Smallwood's favor, and he still had seven carries after his fumble. Remember the fumble that he luckily didn't lose? That would have made his fantasy point total even worse. He had seven carries after then. Clement had six. They mix and match. We've said it all along. They're not going to use just one guy. And uh, it doesn't look like Darren Sproles is going to play. The whole world has Corey Clement ranked higher than Wendell Smallwood. I can't say with much certainty that it's going to play out that way again this week. Do you have Clement? I do. I, I, but it's only because he didn't fumble last week. And I wonder if that's just going to kind of sit with the coaches a little bit and they say, okay, let's use Corey Clement a little bit more than Smallwood. Yeah. And also Clement was coming back from injury. So they could have been easing him back in. That's true. All right. so So, so maybe for those reasons, uh, Clement is, actually a better start but my my hunch is that even though uh, the numbers i rattled off about smallwood were what they were it's not like clement is a liability on third downs right yeah he had three catches and and smallwood had none oh he had one for zero yards last week uh all right so would you consider starting clement ready for this over christian mccaffrey in non-ppr what don't laugh mccaffrey has I know you're not laughing. A very tough matchup. Philadelphia allows the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. And McCaffrey, in non-PPR, he's not nearly as good. That's true, but I'm still going to start McCaffrey on the hopes that he um, has a bunch of big plays. All right, would you start Corey Clement or LaShawn McCoy? I have McCoy over Clement this week. Corey- I, have a, I have this weird feeling that Buffalo is going to come to play. Corey Clement or Devin Funches? PPR Funchess, non-PPR Clement. All right, let's stick with the Eagles. Carson Wentz is seventh in the quarterback rankings for all three analysts. So you can start Carson Wentz. I think he's a great start this week. Yeah, it's not a good pass defense. Um, Alshon Jeffrey must start, right? Yeah, top 12 for me. And what about Aguilar? Because this team does struggle more against slot receivers. Uh, your thoughts on Aguilar this week? 
I didn't look too deeply into it because I just feel like everybody's ready to not start Aguilar. Last week he had a nice breakaway catch and then he had a, like, you know, the ball was tipped out of Wentz's hand and he was just right place, right time and he made it for a big gain. And that represents pretty much his best yardage total of the season. So oh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it was fluky and I don't, I don't Not feel good about starting Aguilar even as a bye week replacement. Yeah, PPR. 78% own. Beasley had 7 for 73 against the Panthers. Boyd had 6 for 132 and 1. Sterling Shepard, I'm not really sure Shepard's a slot receiver anymore, had 4 for 75. Calvin Ridley had 4 for 64 and a touchdown. So the matchup's there, but the production, just it's hard to, to depend on Aguilar. Uh, start Zach Ertz. And Smallwood himself, I mean, is he an okay flex? Sure. Okay. So we go to the Panthers. Everybody's going to start Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton or Carson Wentz? I have Wentz higher than Cam. I think there's, I, I think Jim Schwartz has enough experience with Cam Newton that he knows how to defend him. Okay. Uh, so are you avoiding? No, you have him 11th. I have him at top 12, but it's not, you know, usually Cam is kind of top 8-ish by default every week. And this week I've got him toward the low end of my starters. All right. So it, it Funches is a start. 70 yards? Seven for seventy. That's Devin Funches, and uh, Olson is. And Funches is more of a flex, by the way. He's not a top twenty-four receiver in non-PPR. And Olson's an okay start. Heath loves Olson. Heath has him sixth. Dave has him eleventh. Jamie has him fourteenth. Um, yeah, he just hasn't been that great. But I, so I, I think I asked this earlier. All right, would you start Uzama over Olson? I didn't ask that. You didn't ask that. I do have uh I do have Olsen ahead of Uzama by a couple of spots. But Howard uh Howard, Hooper. Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Hooper, Najoku, Kittle. Okay. Uh they're all uh ahead of Olsen. Eagles DST really hasn't been that good this year. They're eighteenth in standard CBS leagues. They'll get a couple of turnovers and a couple of sacks. Carolina allows the 10th fewest fantasy points to DSTs, but the Eagles are top eight for everybody this week. All right, Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Stat of the game. Tampa Bay allows the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. 11 wide receivers. I mean, this stat's amazing. 11 wide receivers have had either 100 yards or a touchdown or both against the Buccaneers. 11 in five (laughs) games. So Landry's must start, right? Who's that? Landry. I think he is. I just, I hate what the numbers have been with Baker Mayfield. He, he did better with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I know, I know. It is a little concerning. In fact, if you look at like Callaway and his catches per target and Landry's, makes you wonder a little bit about Baker Mayfield, not his future, but his present. Well, and I mean, we can break it down like this. There were three games with, uh, Landry and, and Tyrod. He had two games with over 100 yards. Two games with 14 or more targets. And then in, in three games with Baker, he has yet to get 10 fantasy points in a non-PPR. He's gotten you 13 or less in PPR. That's in spite of having double-digit targets every single game. 10 against Oakland, 10 against Baltimore, 10 against the Chargers. And the catch rate has just sunk. He hasn't even caught 50% of his passes. All right, here's the thing. Like I'm starting Landry. If he doesn't do well this week, I'm going to be concerned. But I'm glad I traded him in one of my leagues. Uh, I I think he's a buy low. I just love the schedule coming up. I traded him and Carlos Hyde for Tyreek Hill. I managed to oh, get that deal done. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Mayfield himself is not in the top 15. Tampa Bay allows the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've allowed 353 or 354 passing yards to three straight quarterbacks. They've allowed 30 or more fantasy points to a quarterback in four or five games. The only exception was Nick Foles, and he threw for 334 yards. This is a pathetic secondary and a great matchup. Why is uh, Mayfield not even a top 15 quarterback? He's just outside. For the same reason why we can't feel that confident in Jarvis Landry, because he isn't making every single throw. He's He's got moments of brilliance, and he's got moments where he turns the ball over and he looks like a rookie. Hate to say it, but it's true. And I would also expect the Bucks defense to be a little more energized this week after Mike Smith got shown the door. Okay, I hope so. Especially up front. I think that front seven is going to make things pretty tough on Baker Mayfield. So would you start any other um, Cleveland wide receiver? Callaway or Ratley? Ratley, if you're absolutely desperate, but I do think he's a great dart throw in yeah. in uh, GPPs. Oh yeah, like totally. when you when you go on Fanduel and you play in our little FFT league, put Damian Ratley in your lineup. Might, that's a great idea. Uh, the Cleveland running backs. So we talked about it a little bit. Uh, it's hard to trust Duke Johnson, but maybe he's a dart throw. Forty six percent owned. It is a little bit easier in PPR based on what we what we discussed. Yeah, how he's done with Baker. Kamara had 112 yards and a touchdown. Corey Clement had 55 receiving yards. Connor had 5 for 34. Tariq Cohen had 121 yards and a touchdown. Tevin Coleman caught a touchdown last week uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, Carlos Hyde or Corey Clement? I have Hyde higher. Okay. Um, that pretty much does it. We know we, that you like David Njoku. That, that does it for Cleveland. Jameis Winston, top five. That's all right. You got him third. You don't like that. You don't. No, like I, I, I'm, conf- I'm torn because I don't think they're going to run the ball that well, ever. Like, oh, they, I don't know. They, they did a better job of it last week because the Falcons and, are horrendous. Sure, and they're catching the Browns without their one of their best. That's run a good point. And the, the, the Browns are actually pretty bad against the run as well. But I don't have a ton of faith in Barber, and he only got 13 carries last week. So they're going to throw. I get that. Just look at this. I mean, Roethlisberger, 10 points against Cleveland. Breeze, 21 points. Darnold, 2. Carr had 39 points. It was in overtime. He threw 58 passes. Flacco, 11 points on 57 passes. Phillip Rivers had a very good game, but he only threw 21 passes. He scored 18 points. Um, so I mean, when you start, when you start, uh, Winston over Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, I, you know, you have Winston one spot ahead of Ryan. Jamie and Heath you're, have Ryan ahead. You're you're buying into the matchup. It's really all that is to it. You're buying it, or not necessarily the, matchup, the matchup. You're not buying into. I'm sorry, I said that. Uh, you're buying into the talent. You're buying into Winston and what he has shown. You're buying into the receivers and the tight ends and what they've shown, and that's over the course of the year. And uh, yeah, the matchup, based on what you said, it doesn't look good. Just to make that clear, but. They've taken on some injuries, Adam. They are not quite as talented of a defensive unit as they were two, even, even two weeks ago. Okay. Um, that's a good point. All right. Start Winston. Peyton Barber, starter set. I like him. Clement, Barber, Smallwood. How would you rank them? Barber, Clement, Smallwood. Oh, wow. So you really like Barber this week. Sure. Again, this Browns defense is banged up. Barber over Frank Gore? Yes. Barber more than Mac. I've got Barber over Mac. And I love him on uh, DraftKings. His price is unbelievably cheap on DraftKings. It's like 3800 
how about the Tampa Bay wide receivers? You're going to start them. Uh, I'd, I'd rank them the same way I did last week, which is Evans, Godwin, Jackson. Okay. One of them will see a lot of Denzel Ward. My guess is that it's going to be Mike Evans when he's lined up outside. Um, but the, the rest of that pass defense is not great. And Godwin's still only 71% owned. Yeah, at least it's in the 70s, though. Would you like, start? It, it should be higher, but it's better than where it was a few weeks ago. Godwin or Peyton Barber? I would go with Godwin. OJ Howard, 7th for Jamie, 8th for Dave, 11th for Heath. Pretty similar in PPR, 8th, 8th, and 12th. Um, yeah, Howard, you pick them up, just use them. Do you like Najoku better than Howard? I do. Okay. Giants are at Atlanta. <sighs> do I play the music here? Do I play the music? Two of your favorite teams. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would go with the Patriots Bears if I knew that Robinson was playing, but I don't. So with that said, Giants are at the Falcons on Monday night. This is going to be it. This is going to be where I lose my third one of the year, and I have to let that guy into the podcast league because he's going to win the bet. Manning will be fine. He'll be a top 15 guy. Top 15. Barkley will be great. Beckham will go off. And then one of Shepard or Ingram will do well. And the Falcons are going to crush the Giants. Well, at least they're going to score a bunch of points. Uh, you don't like Eli me, Manning, right? I don't. I don't want to trust him. Can you take me behind the curtain a little bit here? Sure. Tell me the truth. Did you know that this was going to be no. the Bonanza all along? No, no, no. I still not even, I'm still not even convinced. That, well, I mean, it's too late I've committed, now. You... But no, I have no conviction. No conviction. Oh, great. Uh, Atlanta has allowed seven or more fantasy points in non-PPR to a wide receiver to 15 wide receivers in six games. 15 in six games. Seven's not great, but it's not bad. So obviously, It provides a nice, safe floor. Yeah, Beckham starts. What about Shepard? I think he can hit that floor. I wouldn't count on him for a ton more than that. So you don't like Manning. You have him 20th. Jamie has him 14th. Heath has Manning 11th. Obviously, we don't think Manning's Heath is good. bold on that call. Yeah, look, because five straight boy, quarterbacks have scored 27 or more points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues against Atlanta. But they're Newton, Breeze, Dalton, Roethlisberger, and Winston. Uh, Manning was terrible against the Saints. You know, he was bad against the Eagles last week. He's been better on the road. Um, yeah, it's not about his talent. It's about his matchup. But if you have him 20th, are you, are you confident at all in Shepard or Ingram? Cause, you know, you would think no if you have him that low, if you have Manning. I've low. got Shepard pretty low. I don't know how I have him ranked compared to the other guys here, but, uh, Ingram just by default, you're ranking as a top 12 tight end. Because I'm not going to start Nick O'Leary ahead of Evan Ingram or uh, Cameron Brait ahead of Evan Ingram. Even I recognize the upside there. Yeah. You're in the middle on Shepard. Uh, Jamie's okay. the lowest at 27. You're at 21. Heat's at 19. That's in PPR. In non-PPR. Yeah, he's definitely safer in PPR. So is Odell. Yeah, everybody's going to start Beckham. Everybody's going to start Julio. Uh, can I can I get a Bonanza reprieve if Sanu and Ridley don't play? Nope. You played the music. <laughs> if Sanu and Ridley play, would you start them over Sterling Shepard? Yes. Would you start them over Tevin Coleman? Yes. And how do you feel about Tevin Coleman? Not great. He's been pretty bad the last few weeks. 
even when he's been given an opportunity to be the main guy. I haven't heard a convincing argument for why he should be a top 15 fantasy running back in this game or pretty much in any game. And Ito Smith was a very popular pickup off waivers. A lot of people thought he should be the number one guy. It's because Tevin Coleman hasn't been good. But I'm going to let you in on a secret, Adam. The reason why Tevin hasn't been good, and really the reason why Ito hasn't been good either, is because that offensive line is not good blocking for the running backs in Atlanta. So it almost doesn't matter who's back there. Any any run call that's not to the outside is gonna be trouble for them. Well, you don't. You are down on. You have been down on Coleman, and you've been right because he hasn't played well. However, he does get you respectable fantasy games. Um, you know, it, he would have given typically. you three points last week if not for the. But touchdown he does score. Catch. That's the thing. Like he, they get they score a lot of points, and he gets goal line work and. So does Ito. Yeah, I, I know. Ito scored a I touchdown in three straight games. I think Ito scored a goal liner, or not not a goal liner, but he scored in three straight games. Last week it was a 14-yard touchdown. It's a good-looking run. But these guys have a lot of plays that go for one yard, two so yards, would you, no yards. So would you start Frank Gore over them? Or Kenyon I don't, Drake? I, I'm definitely going to go Coleman over Gore. All right. How about, like, Sammy Watkins or Tevin Coleman? I think Watkins has more upside. Devin Funches or Coleman? Uh, I have Ito behind Gore. Uh, Funches. Especially in PPR. Okay. Um, Chris Godwin or Oh, you know what? Coleman. I do have Coleman higher in non-PPR. All right. Chris Godwin or Coleman? Godwin. And Ito Smith is just like a, like a Wendell Smallwood type flex? Correct. I have Smallwood ahead of him though. Start Austin Hooper. Giants yes. actually might be okay against tight ends. That they've been it's what Atlanta's doing. They're using Hooper a lot more. Yeah. As a short area target. Double digit targets the last two weeks, nine catches, at least seventy yards each of the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm a little concerned the bubble burst though, if if Sanu and Ridley play. But he got those got numbers hurt. with Sanu and Ridley on the no, field. No, not last, last week. two weeks. Well, last week they got banged up and they left. But yeah. the week before? The week before he did. But that was one game against the Steelers who will give up the second most points to tight ends. But he's done it in back-to-back games now. I know. I I understand. I'd start him. Just that's how I feel about so many tight ends. Like, yeah, I'd start him, but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they're terrible. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's go to New England at Chicago. Stat of the game number one: the first open heart surgery was performed in Chicago, and of twink- it was. Twinkies were invented in Chicago. Of course, it was. Those are not unrelated, by the way. Uh, that is from the culture, <laughs> the culture trip.com. Thank you, the culture trip.com. Stat of the game number two, five wide receivers scored touchdowns against New England in two Patriots road games. And this is not the first time the Patriots have had a better home defense than road defense. That's not so atypical for them, in my opinion. Uh, start Tom Brady and start Michelle, start James White. What about the Patriots wide receivers, Dave? I actually feel better about Josh Gordon than I do Julian Edelman because I think it's going to be harder for the Bears to contain Gordon and Gronk, and I think it'll be easier for them to deal with Edelman. Edelman will get volume. He'll get his catches in PPR. He'll do just fine, but in non-PPR, I would try and sit him down. Not clear to me how good the Bears are against wide receivers. They give up the fifth most fantasy points. A lot of that was week one. Cobb, Adams, Allison, they went off. They gave yeah. up and just, then you saw what they did last week against yeah, that, uh, that Albert Wilson. So, un- but think, that's not a typical player. Like, but you think back to Randall Cobb and what he did. Remember his touchdown in Week One? 
Yeah, but the Patriots don't have a guy like that. Well, I mean, they could. But Josh they Gordon runs a bunch of in-breaking routes. And if the Bears have problems tackling wide receivers, especially guys who have some speed, which Gordon's got, uh, that could lead to problems. Cordero Patterson, Philip Dorsett, they've got some speed. So who's your – yeah, but you're not starting them. Who's your favorite wide not, receiver in this game? My favorite wide receiver in this game is, I believe it's Josh Gordon. If Allen Robinson plays, it's still Gordon? Yes. Um, what about Taylor Gabriel? Would you, would you start Gabriel or Julian Edelman? Uh, I'll go Gabriel over Edelman. Is Edelman a sit? Yeah, in non-PPR for sure. I'm double-checking in PPR to see where I've got Edelman in relation to Gabriel. And I do have Edelman ahead of Gabriel. Part of me is doing that just based on reputation. Yeah, I understand. You have Edelman 22nd in PPR. And you have actually Josh Gordon 26th in PPR. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Gordon ahead of Edelman and non, but in PPR, Edelman ahead of Gordon. Uh, I might change that. It's okay. just it's how I feel about how the Bears defense is going to play this game. Start Gronk. Bears have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in four straight games. Mitchell Trubisky, 76% owned. Love him next week against the Jets. Do we like him this week uh, against the Patriots? Well, if you thought the Patriots' defense was good at home last week, think again because you saw what Tyreek Hill caught from Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes had a monster game. And Trubisky has at least three touchdowns each of his last two games, at least 300 yards each of his last two games. The Bears are finding... Um, really fun ways to use all the different elements in their offense. And I, they're going to need points against the Patriots. I think Trubisky won't get rattled. I don't think the pass rush is so dangerous for the Patriots that Trubisky is going to get hit a lot and, you know, have to move around a lot. He'll rush for a few yards on top of everything else. And their, their pass defense, I think it's going to be a little slow uh, compared to what like the Bears him? offer. He, he is currently 12th for me. And I'm not sure if I'm, Done moving him up. Oh wow! So would you consider moving? And I Trubisky love him in daily. He's going to be very popular in daily, but I love him in. Would daily. you consider moving him ahead of Breeze? I am thinking about moving him into the top ten. Okay, and this was Dave's favorite streaming quarterback this week. You know, Heath liked Eli Manning. Jamie liked Baker Mayfield. Dave was on Mitchell Trubisky. This is the one. This is the one. Bears and running back. He's part of the reason why Jordan Howard. Is being phased out. Well, look, Tariq Cohen is really the reason why, but Tariq Cohen is catching these passes from Trubisky. You think about Cohen, you think about Gabriel, these fast playmakers that Matt Nagy is leaning on. Trey Burton is used in a variety of ways. Allen Robinson, if he plays, that's a nice outside possession receiver type dude who can score a touchdown. There are lots of options all over this offense for, for Trubisky. So what about Howard and Cohen? I like Cohen better. Doesn't matter the league format. I like him better. All right, who are you starting Cohen over? Well, Jordan Howard, for one. Yeah. Let's go with him over other obvious names like LaShawn McCoy, the Falcons guys, the Eagles guys. Uh, I've got him ahead uh, of Adrian Peterson. Got him ahead of Matt Breida. Is this got him ahead of TJ Yeldon. This is non. It's both. It's both. Okay. I am very, very bullish on Tariq Cohen this oh, week because right. I don't think the Patriots have an answer for his speed. Would you and I, start, and I don't think the Bears are suddenly going to revert back to giving two-thirds of the plays to Jordan Howard. Would you start Tariq Cohen, or excuse me, Tevin Coleman or Jordan Howard? I have Coleman over Howard, and you know how I feel about Tevin right. Coleman. Right. 
All right, so if the Bears – if look, at Robinson, if he plays, people are going to start him. Taylor Gabriel's a good flyer this week at 54% owned. And- I don't think you have to start Allen Robinson, though. Okay. There, I would start Gabriel in non-PPR and PPR. Over Howard. Over, over, over Robinson. Over, over Howard and, and Robinson. Robinson. Uh, Trey Burton, starter sit. He's uh, one of those start-by-default tight ends. The, this is probably the one Chicago – well, the second, Jordan Howard's the first, the second Chicago Bears player that I'm not thrilled with because you just saw the Patriots do a nice job of taking Travis Kelsey away. And this is the same type of offense. Burton's in the same type of role. Bears DST, 22nd for Jamie, 14th for Dave, 13th for Heath. You should probably try to get away from the Bears, but you're going to want to keep them if you can. Patriots on might Saturday be, if you have to. Yeah, might be without their starting right tackle, though, the Patriots. Uh, Rams, oh, two more games. This one's easy. Rams at 49ers. Stat of the game. The Rams have allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to seven wide receivers in their last three games. Thielen, Aldrick Robinson, Diggs, Lockett, David Moore, Sanders, and Thomas. I, I, you know, I think people might be jumping back onto Marquise Goodwin a little bit too quickly. He I had agree. Five targets last week, something like that. He had four catches. Five targets. So, huge game at Green Bay, but, this is a great matchup for him. Would you start Marquise Goodwin? I've got him as a flex. And it's because I'm, I don't want to buy back in based on two huge plays. I remember the track record that he had with CJ Beathard last year. And I remember how he played before this game. And I just, I don't know if he's capable of putting up, uh, let's call it 70 yards and a touchdown on a weekly basis. I don't think he's in that echelon of wide receiver. Sure. Uh, so I don't think it's even close. So you, would you start Taylor Gabriel over? Yes. Over Goodwin? Yeah. Yes. And would you start Josh Reynolds over Goodwin? No. Okay. Really? Um, Was that a real question? Well, the Rams are easy. Start Goff, start, start Gurley, start Cook, start Woods. And Can I tell you some receivers I'll start Goodwin ahead of? Yeah. Non-PPR. Allen Robinson, Julian Edelman. Uh, Let's do PPR so I don't have to hear all the complaints from the PPR people. You want some PPR guys? Yeah. Goodwin over whom? Chester Rogers, Kiki QT, Keelan Cole, uh, Will Fuller, okay. Cole Beasley. Works for me. Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, what do you do with them? You're going to start Breida. He's certainly the more um, experienced, potent of the two. He gets a little bit more work than Mostert. Um, Mostert is a, a bi-week guy. Third, third running back type. Um, and he, he was not bad last week. And I think he'll have some opportunities again this week. Yeah. Brita or Tariq Cohen? Uh, Cohen. Brita or Corey Clement? Brita. Okay. And the Rams allow 4.7 yards per carry to running backs. Going to start George Kittle as well. Last question here. If you need a streaming quarterback and you can't get Trubisky, would you go with Eli Manning, Baker Mayfield, or CJ Beathard? I've got Baker at the top of that list with CJ right behind him. Last game is Dallas at Washington. Stat of the game. Dallas has scored a combined 37 points in three road games. That's kind of why I like uh, the Redskins DST. As a solid, unspectacular, but not going to kill you DST. Uh, are you starting any Cowboy other than Zeke? Yes. With confidence. No, liar. Brett. Mayor. Uh, Mayor. Yeah. He's been awesome yeah. the last three weeks. He's he been really great. Good call. Um, Alex Smith is 21st. He's still out there in like 75% of leagues too. 
Don't start Alex Smith. Um, Redskins running backs we already talked about. We'll do it again. Peterson, you like, right? Yeah, I do. I think he'll get the workload. Uh, I know Sean Lee's coming back and that the Dallas defense is going to be tough and all that, whatever. I still think Adrian Peterson gets you the numbers that would constitute a number two fantasy running back. Yeah, and they are tough, though. I mean, even without Lee, they allow 3.3 yards per carry to running backs, fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs overall. That's sure. games with and without Sean Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so volume it's tough, in, tough. in AP's favor, and I don't think the Cowboys are going to come into this one and build a big lead like they did last week against Jacksonville. Are you going to start Chris Thompson or Tariq Cohen in PPR? Oh, Cohen. Well, I mean, Thompson Thompson has six or more catches. Are they going to be playing from games. behind for two quarters? But who are they going to throw to? They have to throw the ball at some point. They've there. got like three tight ends that they could use. And if Chris they Thompson, it, they... who, by the way, has been better than the tight ends. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Well, maybe that's just because you like Tariq Cohen so much. Would you start Chris Thompson or Dalvin Cook? Well, I don't know if Dalvin's going to play. The that's starting running back for the Vikings. I will take Thompson. Latavius Murray if if Cook is out, well ahead of Chris Thompson. I would go even in PPR. I think I would go with I would go with Carrion, AP, Shady, Brita, TJ Yeldon, well ahead of Chris Thompson. Okay. Where I get into some some conundrums is like the Eagles running backs, the Falcons running backs, and I think I'd probably take the better of those running backs, Coleman and Clement. I'd probably take them ahead of uh, Chris Thompson this week. And uh Jordan Reed is the last guy. Like him, love him this week? I don't like him. I've got a stat of the game for you. Go ahead. Against the Cowboys, Reed has been held to 70 yards or less without a touchdown in seven of eight career meetings. That's not good. No, that's not, that's not good. And there's two things I don't like about Jordan Reed based on what I saw in film. Number one, I don't think he's quite as explosive as he used to be. And number two, Alex Smith is missing him. There were plays last week where Smith threw a you know couple of feet in front of him, a couple of feet wide of him. They don't have that connection working. And he's they a gator. They're not rhythm. Three things we hate about him. I don't mind that he's a gator. I don't care. Oh, by the way, happy birthday to Jamie. That's why he's not here. He is celebrating his 48th birthday. 48. Birthday, Jamie Eisenberg. <laughs> All right, we got a mailbag for you coming up later today. You'll hear it tomorrow. We'll give you the latest injury news. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Na 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 na